0: Through. yeah, yeah the boys are back the boys are back d1 highlight we are coming to y'all live 2017 it's about over about we over. we are back the season is over the Year is about over too
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: dc how you doing brother
1: hey. hey brother it feels good it feels good huh Back on the radio, back on the air uh, this evening. I missed uh, everyone uh, last week after the, uh, on Sunday, you know, uh, it was a long weekend for us. But, hey, I'm feeling good tonight, man. I'm ready to talk about a little high school football in, in the great state of Tennessee.
0: Yeah, it's been a while for us. It's been a while for us. Uh, as you guys know, we uh, last week we uh, covered the Blue Cross Bowl up there in Cookville, uh, D.C., uh, 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 Abby with 1B. Um, Mr. Jay Carver came up there and, and helped, helped us cover a couple games. Uh, and, you know, we had a lot of people wanting to come up there, but, you know, uh, we only get some many media passes. But uh, we appreciate everyone that's helped us out through the season. And uh, it's been a good one. You know, the regular season uh, comes to an end at the beginning of December every year. But um, as you guys know, D.C. and I do this uh, year-round. You know, the uh, high school football and, 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 and the South and, and football, period. You know, football is a year round thing. You know, you know everyone talks about it 24 uh, 7. So uh, we got a lot to keep covering. We got a lot, uh, we got a long way to go, uh, starting with uh, National Signing Day, so on and so forth.
1: Hey, yeah, I tell you what, Evan, if I could, real quick, you know, speaking of Cookville, you know, it's this time last year, if you happen to remember, um, it was the vote was up. you know, Cookville had lost its bid to host uh, the, the state championships. And, and you know, it was between, I believe uh, Cookville, uh, Clarksville, I believe Murfreesboro was in that bid uh, for the state championships. But you know, luckily for us and you know, all the fans across the great state of Tennessee, uh, Cookville won that bid. And I tell you what, man, you know, while, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we've gone up in the past few years, Cookville is, is, is top notch. You know, everyone up there uh, under the media tent, uh, for the most part, as far as I know, working the event, um, are doing volunteer. You know, they're volunteering their time to come and um, host us up there. And I, I'm just, I'm so glad that Cookville got that. Uh, be it again because it's again it's top notch you know everybody's up there having a good time smiling uh, just you know meeting people watching high school football and we were able to watch a little bit of the of the college uh, college Saturday weekend as well too and it's just you know really great atmosphere up there the weather was awesome I think in our years of going up there it's probably the best weather we've had it was like uh,
0: summer up there I mean compared to years past this was great I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) This was awesome.
1: It was, yeah, I I agree. It was, it was great. You know, it was funny because, you know, we were talking to Abby while we were up there and uh, Jason Good um, while he was doing his photography, Murph and Krieg and all those guys. And we were all saying the same thing. You know, it's a little cold, a little chilly, but, you know, at least it's not raining, you know, and I'll tell you what Raining or sleeting. Or sleeting, Yeah. Yeah, the weather, the weather was amazing. All
0: that stuff. yeah, it was great. I loved yeah. it. Man. Yeah, I only it was, had I on, uh, only had on two layers of clothing. You know, the years past, I've had on three and four layers of clothing, plus plus the uh, plus the little things to keep your hand warm. So, yeah, none of that stuff. It was, it was, it was great. I loved it. Just this was, yeah, it was like it, summertime to me.
1: It really, it really did. You know, and for our folks that are out there listening,
0: um, you
1: know, it's it's one thing to watch it on TV. Uh, in the comforts of your own home, but to be out there, you know, you know Cookville's up on the plateau, so it's a little bit cooler up there. Uh, and as Evan said, I mean, yeah, it's, this, this the weather this year was amazing. And you, you know, you put that with the um, hospitality that those uh, fine folks at Cookville did, it was an awesome, awesome weekend. And I wish we could have got on the air last week to thank everyone that we had an opportunity to meet for the hospitality, but. You know, life kind of happens with work and careers and family and all that good stuff. But uh, if you're out there listening, yeah. Cookville, Cookville, if you're out there listening, great job. Again, great, great time. It was uh, fun meeting a lot of these uh, – seeing, seeing some of our old old friends and meeting some new friends while we were up there as well, too. So shout out to Cookville. You yeah. guys did a great job yet again.
0: Yeah, yes. if you guys aren't following uh, the official – Visit Cookville uh, Twitter handle. Uh, go ahead and follow them. Uh, our girl Molly handles that uh, Twitter account for the city of Cookville. She's in the hospitality tent uh, helping take care of us. Uh, if you're on Twitter, it's at Cookville T E N N. Uh, and go ahead and, yeah, go ahead and follow them. And, uh, and, and if you were there, uh, if you were parents parent who actually had kids there or so on and so forth, uh, you, know, you know, tell them thank you via uh, that at Cookville T N. Uh, Twitter handle. That's uh, live and active, and uh, we appreciate those guys up there. Yeah, I tell you what, Evan, uh, You give me a second. I'll tweet out
1: unless you've already done it. I'll tweet out, visit Cookville. That way uh, our listeners that are listening to us can go to that website, go to that link and uh, find out more about the great city of Cookville there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't done it. So, yeah, uh, feel free to you know we got a lot of things on the list. Uh, you know, uh, in addition to uh, talking about the Blue Cross Bowl, and it officially DC is the Blue Cross Bowl. You know, we had that wrong for I don't know I don't know if they changed it on us or if we changed it on ourselves. Or you know, we were saying Blue Cross and Blue Shield Bowl and then Blue Cross Bowl. Officially, it is the Blue Cross Bowl. Uh, so and so in addition to talking about that, uh, we named our top ten coaches uh, for 2017 for the Mid State. And uh, in, in in doing that, uh, one of the things that we did was we didn't even come up with this on a whim, you know. And uh, you know, say okay, here's our favorite coaches. Uh, although most of these guys are some of our favorite coaches, but uh, we actually polled. You know, we actually pulled a few of our we actually polled a few of our uh, media buddies, um, a few of our staff, uh, a few of our uh, people that we work with on a regular basis, you know, just to kind of get a feel for what the community. Uh, in Middle of Tennessee, was thinking as a whole, uh, and kind of comprised this list. And you know, I was talking with one of our interns uh, earlier this week. I said, you know, the idea behind this list is not necessarily, uh, you know, who who you know who's the most winning coach or who's the coach with the best record or you know which coach uh, has the most uh, uh, state uh, state uh, state championship trophies, so on and so forth. This is more so about which coaches brought their teams uh, either out of a hole or, uh, you know, turn the, pro, uh, or turn the program around or, or, or get something spectacular with their program or with a certain kid or a certain kids, so on and so forth. Uh, so a lot of you guys have already uh, seen the list uh, on our website. Uh, we'll be talking about that here as well. We're going to start with number 10 and go, and go down to number one and just talk about each one of these guys Uh, And why we put them on our list, Uh, and you know, here's not to say that, again, these are our favorite people. uh, Like I said, although a lot of them are, but these are just coaches who we think have done a phenomenal job this year, uh, in our eyes, in the eyes of a lot of people that we work with.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, I mean, as you mentioned, Evan. I know we're going to talk about them here shortly, but I'm just, you know, going down through our list. You know, as you mentioned, we did contact several. Uh, other news media outlets, um, some of the ball players, some fans. You know, we got a nice little mixture of uh, people to, to write in to us or DM to us. Um, some of the favorites uh, across the state, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting into that that uh, that conversation shortly. And anyway, as you mentioned, it is what it is. I mean, hey, we we have laid down the groundwork and getting out here and meeting these young men uh, and the coaching staff and uh we've grown to have relationships with them and and talk to them so i mean you know if they happen to be our favorites, they happen to be our favorites. but it comes with they are genuinely good teachers of young men and teachers of the game of football
0: yep absolutely good leaders good mentors uh good people on and off the field uh you know doing good things and doing big things so uh yeah, man. yeah it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. What else can we got to talk about, DC?
1: Uh, let's see here. Of course, you know, we're going to go down through uh through all the games. You know, we'll get started with that here shortly. We'll you know, get started on Thursday uh, morning and run to uh, Saturday night uh, with the ending game being Brentwood Academy and Montgomery Bell Academy. Um, have, that was say, a good talk one. About some... Yeah, that was a good one. We'll talk about obviously, like you said, the coaches uh, earlier. If I real, if I could, real quick, Evan, before we get too deep uh, into the podcast, um, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, came on the news earlier this week. You know the violence here in Nashville. Um, a young man, unfortunately, was tragically gunned down. Um, from what they were saying, protecting his family and I, and the. Uh the young man's name I have to give the respect to say his name Jadonte Thompson 17, Evan. He went to Hillsborough mm. High School and uh, unfortunately was gunned down this past week trying to protect his family and I, I tell you what, man, you you know your heart goes out to any any time a loved one um is taken from us, whether it be naturally or at the hands of violence. And um it's just crazy that the world we live in now, and, you know, folks, you know, if you're out there listening, we, we have got to do something. You know, we've got to, you know, put these guns down and start talking to these young men and women. And, and life is so valuable, Evan, and, you know, it just, your heart goes out to, you know, his friends, his family. You know, he was taken away from, you know, taken away from us due to um, some unnecessary violence reckless violence and um you know as i as we tweeted out earlier this week you know nashville right now evan is on course to have one of the highest homicide rates this city has ever had and you know we we tweeted out earlier this week you know this is our city you know we were born and raised here we ran these streets for a long time you know we've been very blessed to make it 38 and 37 years um, with the crazy things that we did But, you know, we never did Get to the point of any kind of, you know Real serious violence And, you know, there's something that we have to do As a community um, I, I extend the challenge to, to football teams Basketball teams Teams in general Young men to continue to be leaders Continue to be great people um, On the field Off of the field On the court, off of the court and be leaders and be, you know, try to stand up for the right thing You know, bullying, we talked about that a few weeks ago And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll still continue to uh, partner, up, partner up with those guys And get the word, or word out more of that But this violence here in Nashville, it's just, it's unbelievable Unbelievable that you're waking up almost daily To someone getting taken away from us Due to some kind of, um, some type of violence so, folks, if you're, out, again, out there listening, young men, hearts go out to you guys out there at, Har- uh, at Hillsboro High School. Um, Janante Thompson, again, uh, you guys have been in our thoughts and our prayers uh, ever since this news broke earlier last week. So, um, best, you know, hope everything works out. You know, folks, if you out there listening again, just let's try to do something about this. You know, be be leaders. You know, it starts with us as the adults and then showing these young men and women um, how to conduct yourselves and how to be model citizens, um, on a daily day basis. How are you going to be, um, a great person in the society that we, uh, we happen to live in. So again, just want to take a few minutes to talk about that and hopefully we can uh, curb this violence, man. It's a, uh, it's crazy, crazy times right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Our I, I, prayers definitely go out to, uh, the uh, Hillsboro community and, and, and everyone involved out there. You now, yeah, man, it's especially, you know, it's, it, it especially his home with, when it happens, when you're at home. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the young man is out doing nothing uh, wrong, doing nothing illegal. He's at his house chilling and, uh, you know, someone breaks into your house. What do you do except for defend yourself, right? I mean, it's so, wow. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, I, man, his home, and I know, the Hillsboro community is still suffering a little bit, uh, but you got us with us. Uh, you got us with you, uh, and if you have anything, uh, definitely feel free to reach out, <clears throat> and uh, we'll do our best to do anything that we can. You know, we're we're still small guys, but hopefully, uh, i can help out um, in any way. Uh, that being said, man, we'll, you know, we we'll, like you said. You know, we're gonna about to, about to start talking about some of these games. We're gonna have to talk about our top 10 coaches here next. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit, maybe about uh, early signing day, see, and uh, talking about our national signing day coming up. That's going to be the next big thing ha- happening in the high school community. Um, I know I know a lot of our partners that run camps. Uh, I know I know those guys get ready for uh, seven on seven tryouts and, and things of that sort and winter rope and winter workouts and all that stuff. So uh, you know, if we got time, we'll talk a little bit about that too. But uh, if you guys haven't been to uh, to the D1 Highlights website, go to the website uh, www.d1highlights.net. And on the first page of the home page, there you'll see our D1 Highlights logo, and up under it, you see it says Top 10 Coaches of the Mid State. What I mean to add there is for 2017, all right? So again, we're not talking about uh, coaches with the most winning records, coaches who have been at the school for 30 some years, or, or, or coaches who have the most gold gold balls in, I mean, in, 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 in their trophy case. We're talking about the coaches who have made an impact um, in their team this season. Uh, and, and, and what we looked at, we looked at a lot of different criteria we looked at uh, their records from last year. We looked at their records record, um, record from the years before. Uh, we looked at a lot of things, the way that they handle their team, the way that their team responds to them, the way that their community responds to them as uh, a the support that they have. So, uh, but, D.C., what you think? You want you want you want to start with number ten? Top ten, number ten. Hey, we we'll go kind do of down. All right, number let's 10 do it. Number ten. It's our homeboy. I got I got I got from Wilson County. Uh, the Mount Juliet
1: Golden Bears.
0: The Mount Julia Golden Bears. Trey Perry. All right. So so Coach Perry, as you guys know um, they had Coach Perry and the Bears had a a record setting regular season. Um, gosh, what was it? I think they only allowed what, 50 points scored on them all year? And no points scored I, on them through through what, the first what was that, six games, D.C.?
1: It was, I believe it was the first half of the season, I know for sure, Evan. Um, let's
0: yeah. take a look at it
1: here. I, I had have, I have it written down here. I'm going through my notes here.
0: Yeah, only 50 points scored on those boys all year long. Unfortunately, like we said on the website, twenty of those came against um, a tough Riverdale team that they unfortunately lost to uh, in the first round of the playoffs. I know everyone had, um, uh, I know everyone out there in Mount Julia had a big hopes for this team this year, as did ourselves, um, and expecting them to go a little bit further. But hey, man, that's why you play the game. Uh, kudos to those Riverdale boys who uh, came in and played some hard football. But nonetheless, man, Trey Perry rattling off a ten zero record. Um, I guess some good competition, uh, you know, guys like Rossview up there, uh, a good, good Gallatin team this year that they beat, Andersonville uh-huh. so on and so forth. But yeah, man, Trey Perry and those Golden Bears—they um, got a young team too, right? They, they should have, they should yeah. have another good year next year.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Coach Perry always does a great job year in and year out. Uh, him and Dad Perry um, have been doing really great things up there uh, in Mount Juliet uh, the past, you know, few years. Um, and yeah, they they got a pretty young team. They did lose, unfortunately. You know the Tony Thompsons and uh, the, the Aiden Reigns of of, of of the game. You know nephew uh, Jalen out there. You know that's a lot of uh, leadership um, that he did provided on the sideline. But you know going back to Coach Perry, you know as you mentioned, Evan, their defense was phenomenal. You know they went the first uh, almost. Let's see here, almost first. One, five, six, five, six—the first six games. Oh, they did go the first six games of the season. You know, they—they, they, the first time someone scored on them was Rossview, and Rossview put up 17 points, and uh, that just goes to show about you know, uh, Coach Perry and his and his assistants out there and doing a really good job. Um, you know, taking these taking these guys undefeated. They represented very well, uh, Evan, at home. Obviously, they you know they were six and six and one, that one loss being Riverdale. But uh, what I find yep. to be impressive, they on on the road undefeated four and zero. You know, Coach Perry had these guys locked in each week, uh, ready to ball out. And um, you know, you definitely have to put Coach Perry on that top ten list of uh, top coaches um, across the state of Tennessee. You, you just you just have to.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I agree. And uh, like I said, we polled quite a few people, and his name came up. Uh, quite a few times despite the fact and getting knocked out in the first round. Uh, so we definitely had to get our guy, uh, Coach Perry, on there like I said. Yeah, and it also helps that uh, he was very vital. He and uh, Dad Perry, Roger Perry, were very vital in uh, helping us get this D1 highlight thing started by by way of allowing us to invade in on that uh, Mount Juliet team that year uh, featuring uh, Mr. McCatherine and uh, uh, Mr. Caleb Hopkins out there and we follow those down for guys around for quite a while. Uh, so uh, kudos. Coach Trey Perry, congrats. Uh number ten on our list. Uh we want to see you move up higher next year. Uh hopefully taking these boys a little bit deeper in the playoffs. Possibly the Cookville to hang out with us for a little bit.
1: Hey <laughs> I tell you what, you know, they uh Coach Perry had the whole city of Mountain Juliet blaze, and he and it, and I'm still proud, you know, win or lose, you know, that's that's our alum, definitely proud uh, of what he did. Um, but I tell you what, boy, going that that regular season, that run of those seven games without uh, a score on them, uh, that was you know, that 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 had us buying into the Kool Aid there, with that one. And you know, I'll I, as, as I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. As I said earlier as I said I, earlier, you know, they were they were they, they definitely were a team for us, you know, we were like, man, you see have you hurry about Mount Juliet? They haven't allowed you to to score yet. What's going on with that, you know? <laughs>
0: That's unheard of. That's unheard of in high school. You know, in high school you expect a mistake to be made somewhere, you know, early in the year. Right. You know, just just one little mistake, you know, if someone breaks off I mean, it's crazy, but yeah, man, that was wild. That was a wild ride today. Let's get into yeah, uh, up, number, nine, up, number nine real quick. Number nine, number nine, number nine on the list. Yellow jackets. Springfield yellow jackets. Justin Wilson T- hey. and those guys up there. They shut hey, out serious, shut man. Up to those
1: guys. I'm
0: gonna call them shut I'm gonna call them the guys. underdogs of the year. I'm gonna call them the underdogs of the year going all the way uh up to up to Cookville. Uh so, I mean doing things I mean doing things serious. I mean I mean a little bit of up and down season, right? I know you went out there and checked them out. Against uh, Gallatin, is that right? Do you think?
1: Yep, I saw them uh, week one, and that's uh, it, which is funny because that was uh, one of their losses. That was their first loss of the season this past uh, this past uh, regular season. And I had a chance to catch up uh, with them in that Gallatin game at Gallatin, and you know it, it was week one. You know they were still getting a lot of the bugs out of the system and trying to you know learn each other. You know during real game time. Uh, during real game time uh, action, but um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I think uh, Coach Wilson—he uh, definitely has to take that number, the number nine spot. Um, I, I like what he's, what he's doing out there in Springfield. They, they, they literally, Evan, for me, kind of came out as a surprise. You know, I don't know if I would say underdog, but I guess I would. The underdogs clash. Just a surprise team, you know, coming out of that, you know, that 4A, you know, and I remember Evan as we were talking about uh, Springfield. You know, like I said, they lost that first game to Gallatin, but then they ran it off, you know, three wins in a row. You know, Coach Wilson got his got his guys ready to play where they ran off a, a win against Clarksville, White House Heritage, and Station Camp. And, and and going into the playoffs, we were like, okay, you know, round one, they're gonna play a. Hardin County team, you know, we'll see what happens oh, okay, they gotta win, that's good stuff Alright, well they gotta play uh, Lexington next I mean, uh, let's, hope, let's see if they can Squeak away at that win, well You know, we were, we were like, oh, goodness They one won again, you know, by that time You know, we Lexington, reached out to that Yeah, Lexington,
0: uh, number one seed, yeah a Number one seed, Lexington, yeah. yeah
1: Knocked them off, knocked them off And, uh, you know By that time, them knocking off that number one Seed, we were like, okay I think by this time, you know, we're looking at them in the quarterfinals against Jackson Southside, where they barely, you know, they barely squeaked away a win with that one, 23-22, as well as Lexington. You know, that Lexington score was 18-14, to 14, Evan. And then, you know, yeah. for them to get to Haywood and then ultimately get to the state championship, we're like, okay, look at Springfield. I mean, yeah. they, they were yeah, the no, underdog them, slash the surprise team.
0: Yeah, them getting past Haywood. Uh, kind of confirmed that you know those two uh, that those two uh, squeakers by uh, Southside uh, was not a fluke, you know. Uh, so you know, yeah. You, I mean, you get past Southside, you get past Lexington, it's like okay, you know, maybe they got a little bit of luck on their side. And then you get past Haywood too, uh, you know, a seven point loss over Haywood. I mean, win over Haywood. Uh, yeah, that's that's serious, you know. Um, and as most of us know, uh, you know, we, you know, we were up there and watched them play. Um, against Greenville Green Devils, uh, and didn't didn't fare so well in that game. Uh, but man, you know, like we said in our article on the website uh, titled "Silver Ball," who wants a silver ball? You know, uh, I not take a silver ball. ball. I would too, absolutely. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, i you know, I t- take it any time. Uh, but yeah, those guys went up there, represented the Mid State uh, very well. Uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, how you want to look at it? Greensboro just, uh, you know, got the win that day.
1: Absolutely. I, again, you know, Springfield, for the most part, Evan, has a pretty pretty decent young team. You know, they got several several key components coming back next year. And, you know, uh, and unfortunately, you know, they they didn't win a big one uh, up in Cookville. But to say that you were up there on that stage, in that atmosphere, like we told Coach Woods, you know, these guys are going to learn from this experience. And it definitely would not surprise me if we see them again next year. And the reason being is I know when we played, I know these young men now, you know, you put up that stuff in your in your locker or you put that in your, on your mirror at home and, you, and you, you relish in that defeat all year long. Strap on those pads in August and make that run again. And you know, and I'm not just saying this because you know we're Middle Tennessee guys, but I can see Springfield potentially making that run again based off of this season alone and the success they had. And you know, again, unfortunately with with that loss that that Springfield took, uh, it's going to be a learning lesson for them. So. And Coach Wilson, I, you know, he'll have his troops ready to play again next year um, and, and try to make that run again. But I, I, I really like, you know, we we, we heard a huge response uh, for Coach Wilson and those Springfield Yellow Jackets. So kudos to those guys and uh, looking forward to watching them play uh, again next year. You know, I, I'm going to try to maybe get up there, Evan, uh, sometime uh, in the spring or over the summer, and just kind of see see what happens with them uh, throughout the off season. But shout out to you know, our number nine, Coach Wilson. He's he did he did great things. Him and his uh, his assistants did some great things. Him and his uh, his brother also, Evan. If you if you unaware, uh, help
0: coaches up there uh, at
1: Springfield as well too.
0: I saw that. Look, they, uh, they look a lot alike. Don't they all there? Are they are they are they twins? No, I don't know. Yeah, well, I saw picture of them
1: earlier. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're twins or not. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but that, you know, how cool is that to be up there with your brother, you know, coaching yeah. the game that you love, and and then to make that run uh, that you that you had uh, this year as well too. So, shout out to the Wilson brothers in Springfield. You know, you guys did some great things this year. Looking forward to watching what happens next year.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk, let's talk let's talk real quick about uh your guy, but I know you've spoken a lot with uh on the phone and online and on Twitter and things sort of that sort. Number eight. Uh Mr. Chad Watson. Chad yeah.
1: Watson. Chad Watson, I call him C dub. Uh Mr. Randy, Watson. <laughs> 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 Randy I, I tell Watson.
0: you what. Northeast. Northeast. I
1: tell, I tell you what, Clarksville Northeast. I tell you what, that's another team up there in the nine three one up there in uh, Clarksville, right up off, right up off of I twenty four. He's our number eight quarterback. You know, uh, we've we've known Coach Watson uh, from his days um, at private schools to now public schools. Uh, last year, I'm sorry, he was up there at Columbia Academy up there with Young Bryce uh, on
0: that coaching staff last year. But, Academy. I'm sorry. Academy.
1: I apologize. I apologize. Clarksville Academy. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you.
0: Uh,
1: Clarksville Academy. Uh, you're you're thinking Christ. about number
0: seven. You think about our number seven guy.
1: <laughs> I, I am. I am. Yeah. I'm sorry. Clarksville. He's up there. Clarksville Academy
0: as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. But um, some things
1: happened up there. Coach Watson moved on. Took his first year on to uh to Clarksville Northeast, and uh, I think that you have to give him in his first year, Evan. Uh, you have to give him get him on that list. You know. Uh, I've heard a lot of good good things um, about about uh, Coach Watson the past few years. As again, you know, we've been kind of talking to each other via Twitter and, and uh, DMing each other over the years, and you know, I've, I've uh, grown to you know obviously you know follow him and watch his career as it developed over the years and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, we have to get him on our on our list. You know, he did really good things uh, for Clarksville Northeast this year. I mean. Uh, you know, Northeast wasn't bad. I tell you what, Northeast. You know, Northeast over the years, um, just one of those Clarksville teams that, you know, every now and then they happen to be uh, decently good and produce uh, a lot of athletes. You got a lot of athletes Evan, up there in that Montgomery County. But uh, oh yeah, I tell you what, mm-hmm. he 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 did some good things up there. He uh, took his program. Uh, this year, to an overall record of uh, seven and four, and unfortunately, you know, they got got put out in the first round uh, to Southwind, uh, thirty-five to yeah. twenty-eight. And that game, and that game was only lost by seven points. You know, they had a few opportunities uh, in that game to uh, advance to the second round. But I tell you what, first-year head coach at a new program, I, I'll take it. If I'm a parent, if I'm these young men uh, up there uh, following. Uh, coach and listening to him, I'm excited about the next few years and where Clarksville uh, Northeast where this program is going to go. I mean, you have to give him those kudos. I mean, seven and four, you know, and took a really good Southwind team um, almost to the second round. So, uh, shout out to those guys up there in uh, Clarksville, and uh, we definitely had to get him. And not just in our relationship with Coach Coach Watson, you know, we had several several media outlets um, that we were you know asked. To chime in on this, a uh, lot of a lot of people were, were saying Coach Watson, Coach Watson, you know he definitely deserves to be on that list. So congratulations to Coach Watson and what he did. I mean he he, he turned around a five and five football team in 2016 to a seven and four team uh, playoff contention uh, in 2017. So hey, I, I, I like what uh, Coach Watson's doing, and uh, they're going to be doing some some really great great things up there in the nine three one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came in and, and and really completely turned that team upside down, moving players to play their different, you know, different positions and so on and so forth. And they all bought in, you know. So he brought that team first attitude and then and uh, you know everybody bought in, and we see what uh, what the results are. Uh, but yeah, man, congrats, uh, Coach Watson. Uh, uh, let's now, the to Murray real I, quick. And,
1: I, and if I could real quick, Evan, one more thing about Clarksville Northeast, you know. You know they they they've got a quarterback up there uh, and Heath Williams that's going to be returning. You know he's a 2019 kid um, and and like I said, you know it seems like him and Coach Watson were on the same page uh, this season and I, I'm looking forward to seeing Heath's development under Coach Watson. You know you you know a lot of these kids will be going to a lot of these different camps, seven on sevens and off season camps and all that good stuff, which is great. To fine tune your your craft, but he's got a really good quarterback in Heath Williams, um, that's going to be coming back next year. And you know, I've seen uh, programs um, get on the back of, of a quarterback, get on the back of a running back. You look at Jalen Hurd a few years back. You know, Beach got it on the on Jalen Hurd's back and rolled into the playoffs, rolled to a state championship. Heath Williams is one of those kids at the quarterback position. Um, and his, and his arsenal of weapons that he'll have coming back next year that could be one of those teams that takes Clarksville Northeast deep into the playoffs based off of experience, losing that first round, having that taste of defeat in your mouth, and having an opportunity to have a crack at it next year. So, again, Coach Watson, congratulations to you. You definitely had to be on our list. We definitely had to get you on here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's not jump down to number seven. Now, now we can jump down to uh, Columbia Academy. Uh, Head coach Charlie Langley <laughs> down there, uh, down there in Murray County. Man, I tell I tell you what, man. These uh, Columbia Academy Bulldogs um, had a phenomenal year, and talk about these, talk about a hard-nosed football team. I mean, these guys played some hard-nosed football. The couple of games that I saw them play, uh, it was serious, man. You know, I and mean, just. Just, I mean, just you know, you know, you know how people say, you know, your team takes the personality of the head coach, and uh, you know, I think, I think, I think, Coach Lansdale has those guys moving in the right direction. Uh, went deep, went deep into the two a playoffs uh, this year uh, before losing uh, the semifinals to eventual to eventual uh, state champions uh, Union City Tornadoes in uh, the semifinal round. Uh, but you know, overall, what a great season that they had. You know, they were talking of the town for um, a while. Um, you know, being you know being one of the only private schools left in that 2A um, division. You know, a lot of people were aiming for. Them, you know, uh, but you know, hey, hey, you know, you know, you know, what a great season Coach Lansdale had. Uh, we got a good relationship going on. Uh, with Columbia Academy as a whole. Uh, you know, they're right down the street from me. Uh, you know, it's a few miles. So I'm, able, so I'm able to go down there and check them out uh, whenever possible. But uh, also congrats uh to Coach Landell. Uh He was on that. Uh, West All-Stars uh, coaching staff uh, a couple of days ago um, helped uh, have the opportunity to help coach that team. Uh, uh, you know, who won that game? Did you did, – I, 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 didn't, I didn't even look into the scores or anything else. Well, you know, since you brought it up, <laughs>
1: and I, not to get uh, off yeah. subject, <laughs> and not to get off subject, but this this uh, this East-West All-Star game, no, I don't know who won, and I, I'm not quite sure why I don't know who won, um, but i tell you what. In a few years, when D1 Highlights collaborates with a few other of these training programs across uh, the state of Tennessee, we're going to put together a real all-star game that everyone's going to want to be at and everyone's going to want to be talking about. But 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 in saying that, no, I, I I I don't know who won, Evan. I don't.
0: Now, what? now wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait, a minute. You, wait a minute. now, you started on something, and you didn't finish. So, <laughs> why? so, so tell me what you're talking about. Because I know you're talking about something. I've been knowing you for... 25
1: years? Well, I'll just, you know, we, we have discussed
0: <laughs> before
1: that the East-West All-Star Game, while it is very important to these young men to strap on the pads and play with other like All-Stars across the state, um, it just doesn't get the same media coverage as the state championships uh, right. and, 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 and other big games. Um, and that's why sure. you know that's why that's why we didn't get a chance to know really who won or know uh, what happened in that game. however, it has been discussed uh, previously about us partnering up eventually one day with some of our colleagues and friends that we happen to know across this great state and putting together a real all-star game like a big big time all-star game where the top Players uh, come out and compete uh, and be a part of of, of, of a really big big uh, turnout, big big uh, football game with the high school top athletes across the state. And we're we're a few years away from it. You know, it's not going to happen next year, year after next. But you know, we have uh, talked about eventually doing it one day. And uh, you know, I just say I, I just kind of say that to say. You know, this game here, you know, I, I know we didn't pay too much attention to it. I mean, the game was on a Friday, you know. You know, most folks are having to work Friday. You know, parents, moms, dads, families are just getting off work on Friday. You know, they're they're beat. You know, you, you mess around. You If you played in Cookville the, the past weekend and now you got to drive up to Clarksville for this game on a Friday, you know, fighting rush hour traffic, mm-mm. you know, if anything – have a game on a Saturday or a Sunday where families are off and you know friends can come out and support and make an extravaganza, and uh, that's just you know our little vision that we've talked about that you know we'll, we'll make happen in a few years. But again, to yeah, go back what we said to now, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not sure who won that game. <laughs> And I, I, I'm go. not saying it. I'm not. I'm not saying it to be cocky, but you know, we we, we you know, again we talked to other media uh, outlets across the state. Um, again, you the East-West All-Star Game it's, it's great. You know, it, it's good for these young men to strap on these pads and play. Uh, again, but I uh, I feel like we could do uh, something a little bit better uh, in a few years. So I'll just be on the lookout for that in a few years. See, we weren't supposed to talk we weren't supposed to talk about all that tonight. You you, you I just slowly wanted to bring it up that you wanted to kinda of talk about it some more. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard I heard I heard the bass in your voice, so I thought you might have <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: But uh you know, I think, like say I, I mean... to... Go ahead. No, I was about to say in addition to Coach Winsdale, uh he had the opportunity to coach a couple of his players on the team, uh Mr. Blake Kleinke and uh Dalton Bennett. Uh, from Columbia Academy as well. Yeah, he
1: definitely, he definitely, we have, you know definitely put it, put him on the list as well as our top ten um, coaches across the across the state. He definitely has to be on that on
0: that list. Let's keep it moving, man. Let's keep cool. it moving. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Number six, my man,
1: Coach Will Hester, representing out there. At Nolansville High School. Hey, sh- kudos to Coach Hester. You know, this is his first, uh, first, or, well, sorry, second year, first year uh, varsity. And uh, got to put him on the list, Evan. Coach, what, Coach Hester is a winner. It doesn't matter where you put him at, he, 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 he's a winner. And uh, we, we had to put him on our list.
0: Oh yeah, you had to especially after this year. I think I think that we knew that eventually uh Coach Hester and the Knowlesville Knights would be competitors in uh that class four A. Uh, you know, uh, you know, because no what no, we know what we know about Hester, you know, he's a leader of men. And uh, you know, him, you know, him to uh under a great administration and that great school over there. You know, we know it was only a matter of time. However, we did not know that it would be this year. They were actually competitive. And, you know, not that they pulled out any surprise wins or anything, but uh, the fact that they had consistent consistent um, play from their players, all juniors, I mind you, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen, uh, with a chance to win the regional title at one point, uh, just depending on how the cards fell, that was something that was surprising to us. But for them to get into the playoffs, their first year in competitive play, uh, pull off the upset against who was it Livingston? Or no, Le- Livingston, Livingston Academy. Yeah. Livingston, yeah. Pull off the upset over them, and then I almost pull out the upset over uh, Maplewood, Maplewood. Our number five coach. Yeah, <laughs> <All> right. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. Was, I mean, that was. I mean, we were. I mean, we were listening to. No, actually, Jay was at that game. Was he not? Uh, kind of reporting yep. that to us live, we're like, oh man, uh by the coach is about to go to the third round of the playoffs, you know. But um yeah man, Coach Hester, you know, when we when we put the list out um yesterday in the top or the top uh six through ten, uh, I know I know a few of his former players chimed in and said, you know, he definitely just, uh, deserves it. Uh Mr Cole Brown chimed in I believe. Uh, the Rolling Brothers out Seth chimed Roland. in as well. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, Coach Hester, Yeah, he's always. Uh, I think I think I think Coach Hester is everybody's favorite. Coach Chester uh, is definitely a media favorite. <laughs> he's always uh, very welcoming, very positive attitude. Um, uh, you know, and just you know, someone to be admired. You know, not only from a uh, media standpoint, but from a uh, administration standpoint, from the community standpoint, players, parents. You know, all around great guys.
1: Yeah, you know, I tell you what, Evan. You know, if you, you know, I remember when we first started getting the Coach Hester's votes of confidence for our list. You know, we first started getting the Coach Hester's. You know, one of the first things that you know we did was we go back and you look at the schedule of them. You know, they started out zero and four. You know, uh, by week five they were, they were, they had won one game against Lawrence County and they blew them out pretty good. Uh, but they, by week five they were, they were, you know, one and four. And then, uh, you know, they ran off two wins late in the season against Tullahoma and uh, Lincoln County to get in the playoffs. But I, I tell you what, like you said, Coach Hester's a winner, you know, to get his guys in the playoffs uh, this year and to get to the second round. And, and I'll be honest with you, Evan, you know, from some of our correspondents um, really had a shot at beating Maplewood in advancing uh, to the quarterfinals. But, you know, as we know, they didn't. But uh, talking to some of the media uh, uh, alums up in Cookville this past, well, two weekends ago, um, Maplewood or, or Coach Hester really had an opportunity to win that game. And it just uh, didn't pan out that way. But, you know, you definitely have to put him on a list full of uh, young players that he had and getting, getting them into the playoffs and having a taste of what it's like to win that, that first game. And, you know, same thing. These young men are going to learn from this. Be ready to come back and play next year and do it again. They got, you know, they got them a stud quarterback as well coming back, and Mister uh, Mister Brendan Warden. So, you know, it, who knows with them? You know, uh, this will be his third year at the helm uh, coming up. You know, they might make a deep run next year, and it won't be a surprise to
0: us. I had uh, I had had somebody message us earlier. You know, you know they were looking at the website and they said, "Hey, there's no picture up to." up next to uh, Coach Hester's name. And I said, I you know what? I was like, the man did a phenomenal job uh, losing all that weight, and I know he worked hard to do it. And I said, the only pictures I could have with Coach Hester were back from Ravenwood. I was like, so therefore, uh, I'm an honor. I'm an honor and respect the hard work that he went through losing the weight. And uh, I'm not going to put a picture up there of him from Ravenwood because I know cause it, cause, because we all know what he looks like now. Stud Muffy now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Coach Hussle's a good so, dude, man. Good good dude. Yeah. That's a guy. That's a guy. And, and well and well Ooh. deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved to be on this list as well as top ten coaches. Definitely well deserved.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the competition that knocked him off uh, in round two. Uh number five. Arcented Broom Coach Broome. Uh, from Maplewood. Yeah, from the Maplewood Panthers. Man what a season that they had uh, really, really, you know, really stood out, really stood out in 4A this year. Um, you know, you know, when I think about, and I'm gonna be honest, you know, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really uh, start paying a particular a whole lot of attention to Maplewood until this year, uh, just because from what I, you know, the Maplewood that I remember is you know, the 2010, 2011, 2012 teams that did so well, uh, advancing into, I think, the quarterfinals, the playoffs, on so and so forth. Um, and you know, this this year reminded me of that again. You know, seeing them get yeah. back to form and get back to uh, playoff contention uh, was exciting. I know, uh, not only for you know for Metro, you know, not for you know just um, uh, Pearl Cone to be the only Metro team being talked about, or East Nashville, or so on and so forth. You, you know, you finally started to talk about Maplewood again. Uh, so I know it was exciting for me from that standpoint uh, seeing, those, right, seeing, seeing those guys get back on the map um, Coach A- I'm not <laughs> Coach Abby intern <laughs> and Abby with 1B she kind of called it early she went out and checked those guys out at the uh, Metro Jamboree at the end of the year and said hey maybe it was, it's something it's something to be reckoned with just judging by uh, what they've, uh, they were able to put together in the Jamboree yeah
1: I'll tell you what um coach broom i've been a fan of, of coach um over the over the past few years you know i was following him uh evan when he was at mcgavick uh a few years well, not a few years back Well while a while back now i guess at this point he's been in maplewood now i believe seven years um
0: mm, yeah.
1: but been a big big been a big fan of coach broom and what he's done you know you, again we talk about coaches evan and coaches um, are leaders of young men. You know these young men look up to these coaches. You know we think back to when we played. You know I can I can name all of my coaches probably from seventh grade up until my <laughs> senior senior year. And I yeah. say that um, I say that Evan because you know you, you remember your coaches, and, and Coach Broom uh, is a coach that. He's a leader of young men. You know these young men look up to him, they follow him, and the truth is in the pudding. You know, you you look at Maplewood as you mentioned. Maplewood is a team to reckon with now. You know, Maplewood is one of those schools. Evan, as you mentioned, they're they you know they're they're they're, they're a uh, inner city Nashville school, but you know they represent. Uh, all the schools, Middle Tennessee schools, very well, and they've been doing really good, and that's due to Coach Broom uh, and his staff and his assistants over there, um, over there at Maplewood. And I tell you what, you know, they, they did some really good things uh, representing Middle Tennessee intercity Schools and in 4A this year, and you know, you have to put Coach Coach Broom on that list. You know, as we said in our article, he he's bringing consistency over there. And, you know, you have uh camaraderie, consistency at, at the head coaching position. You know, you can do some really, really great things. So, you know, we had to definitely put him on this list. Um, you know, they had a they had a really, really good season and I'm looking forward to kind of continuing to see them grow, continue to see them develop. But I mean, nine and four, they did very well. They they did really good at home this season. Evan, they went six and two and two and one on the road, so you know, Coach Broome and his, and his guys over there at Maplewood, you know, we had to put them on the list. They definitely did some really good things. I really see them potentially uh, next year making a, making a run again. I mean, why not? Again, you know, you get in the playoffs and have an opportunity to play and compete uh, late into uh, October and, and December. You know, you, you take these losses as a learning lesson. I, I do want to bet you Coach Broome's going to have those uh, young men ready to uh, ball next year. And be, make a deep run yep. again
0: for that 4A state title. I agree. Coach Broom, you have our respect and you have our number five spot for 2017. Looking forward to seeing you move up. Uh, D.C. <laughs> tell
1: me, yes, sir. Tell me,
0: the name, tell, tell me the name of the team that this next uh, gentleman coaches. <laughs> All right. So, we're, so we're, are we moving to number four? We're moving to number four. Yeah, I want to hear you say their name, though.
1: Uh, friendship, Christian.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's, their,
0: what's their mascot, DC? <laughs> oh no, I don't. I, I don't want
1: to mess this up. I tell you what, I don't want to mess this up. You, get,
0: you mess it up? You're gonna have you gonna have Ryan Jackson at your door, knocking it yeah. down, saying, "Hey man, don't you put some respect on it? Put
1: some respect on my mess, name. <laughs>
0: don't you mess up? Don't you mess up our name again? Hey, or me hey, and the whole offensive out. line coming for you.
1: Hey, shout out to coach John McNeil out there at Friendship and Friendship Commanders, not Commando. Hey. Those, those Friendship, those <laughs> Friendship Commanders. Hey, number 4, you got it. we had to give it to coach McNeil. Shout out to big, uh, Friendship,
0: big John. Big John, you hey, did you got the chance after they won, after they won a state. Big John. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh I, yeah. <laughs> I i tell you
1: i tell you what That that's friendship team them boys there it that's- they are scary you know, and 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 they're coming back next year they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be there again next year um in cookville now i'm hey coach McNeil, coach mcneil it it's it's good times to be
0: to be a friendship christian right now i
1: i'll i'll say that Come on. you know
0: how long has Coach McNeil been there? Coach McNeil coached—I feel like he coached uh, back in the Bible days. There, I mean, he's been there forever, right?
1: Uh, quite, quite possibly. Uh, I had to look he's that been
0: up. There, for I want to say 20, 20, I want to say twenty plus years or so. Uh, if I stand correctly, somebody let me know on Twitter. But man, yeah, Coach John McNeil, golly, it's not you know, just for being a coach for that long, head coach for that long. Oh my gosh, you need to be on the list. Uh, but you know, you know, aside from the fact that your team uh, it was was something serious this year, um, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, watching that team perform, uh, you, talk, you talk about mistake-free football, like we're going to talk about later with Maryville, But man, talk about mistake-free football. Those 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 guys in that team, you can tell, were in sync. Um, every time we've seen them play, they're in sync. Uh, they're not making silly mistakes. Uh, they're not committing stupid penalties and all that goes to coaching. Uh and that's something yep. that uh we noticed that we noticed of coach McNeil and his staff over there. Uh congrats to those guys man.
1: Yeah, we had to definitely put them on the list but those guys went went undefeated. I mean that's that that's that uh that's that legendary stuff. That that's that team uh you know when those guys, you know, with Rhino and Luke and Taylor and, and Reese those guys get older, you know, and uh and they, they, you know they get older, they're gonna be thinking about that. They're gonna think about that year they went thirteen and in twenty seventeen. And Evan, I tell you what, mm-hmm. they may go twenty six and And I and I'm not trying to I know you guys were out there listening, I know Rhino tweeted us earlier, and they're probably out there listening, and I'm not trying to put any pressure on you all. But why not? Why not go twenty six and Make another run again. Send Luke up out of here with with two with two rings. You know, uh, I, I like what Coach McNeil's doing out there. They got a young team, though. They got a young team. The offensive line they is got solidified. A young...
0: Oh, they got a young team, and they should have had two or three Mr. Football nominees on there, if you ask me. Mr. Uh-huh. uh Mr. Uh-huh. South, uh, Mr. got snubbed. Uh, and talk about a uh, you know a performance. I mean, he came. I think he went into that uh, that 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 championship game. With a serious chip on his shoulder, what 25 carries, 296 yards, I think was the official final for him. Ball that, balling, balling. That's that. That's Mr. Football type numbers there. Uh, and then you know that whole line, if you ask me, it could have been Mr. Football nominees. But hey, you know we're only one entity. We only get a couple votes. So hey, I guess I guess that's all we can say about that. But then you know, I congrats with our whole team. Congrats uh, to Wilson County out there. Uh, congrats uh, to uh, Principal Bender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miss Bender. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, all just, you guys out there, friendship. Funny. Yeah, you know, all you guys out there, friendship. Uh, Miss Bender, um, Principal Bender, as you know, are back. Man, she goes back some generations. And as, as, as young as she looks, believe it or not, uh, she uh, she was my elementary school principal. Uh, when I was out there in Wilson County. She was my brother's typing teacher uh, in high school, DCG, She's a good family friend of yours over there. I mean, hey, Miss Bender's yeah. the one.
1: Yeah. Shout out. It, was so, it, it goes to show, you know, we're two old, two local high school, you know, Mount Julia kids. You know, it's funny. I, I didn't even know Miss Bender was the principal there, and I feel so bad. You know, she made a comment to me after the game She's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? She's like, I'm the principal I'm like, get out of here, really But yeah, it, it was so good to see uh, Miss Bender she, um, she's a, she was a church member of mine um, I've known the Benders since I was, was, a, was, a, was a kid, obviously uh, Beautiful family with uh, her, her husband, Mr. Larry uh, Bender um, Her daughter, Joy Bender um, sure, yeah. so really good, really good, good family. Been knowing them uh, practically my whole life. I would almost say Miss Bender is almost kind of like a second and third mom to me, to be honest with you. So it was so good uh, to see her up there uh, uh, Saturday, Saturday morning after Friendship won that game. And uh, i tell you what, the fact that she's up there, that's a really, really, really cool. You know, we've discussed... Uh, getting up there and, and, and talking to her about doing some really cool things with us uh, and D1 Highlights in our magazine as well too, so shout out to, to Miss Bender, shout out to Friendship and, you know, not to get off of our, our spill of the coaches, but Coach John McNeil uh, took them boys 13-0 and and, you know, why not them? Why, I think they can mess around Evan, honestly, and go uh, 26 wins and, you know, and, and, I, and I know the guys are out there listening not trying to put that pressure on you, like I said. But, you know, who is to say in D2 1A, you guys uh, can't do that. So, hey, good stuff, good stuff. And you know what's funny, Evan? Friendship, honestly, you know, they weren't really on our list. You know, we weren't really thinking too much about friendship, you know, going into uh, the season. You know, I had been at a few of the uh, MPA camps, and um, and ran into uh, Luke Smith and started to hear about him and, and, and Rhino at the uh, on-top athletics camp uh, that was at Nolensville High School earlier this year, but didn't really know much about them. You know, everybody looks good in shorts and T-shirts, but to see them strap on them pads, hey, friendship, why not? Why can't they mess around and make another run? Uh, going twenty-six yeah. and zero—that's a hard defeat. But they'll—they'll. They'll, I can see them definitely being back next year. I mean, they got a a young team. Both both those guys that sure up the offensive line and defensive line are both coming back next year, and they're going to be bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, now they've got experience. That's what I'm saying twenty-six and zero. I can see it happening.
0: <laughs> I tell you what. Before we move on to number three. Uh, I saw him I saw I saw him I saw him in uh the preseason. I saw him play against uh Frank Monroe Academy. Um and you know, I immediately noticed uh those linemen. You know, I was like, Wow. Uh in fact, uh, when we were out doing a piece, we were doing a piece on Mr. Heck, um, before Mount Millie Christian uh, got to play uh Friendship and uh Coach Davis looked at me and said, Hey man, have you seen uh, have you seen Friendship play yet? I said, oh yeah, I've seen him play a little bit, a little bit in the preseason. I mean, what you think about him? I said, uh, I said, if you can get around that offensive line, that offensive and defensive line, I was like, you might be all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, we all know now that that line is something serious uh, to be reckoned with. It, Number three, it, it
1: really is. It, it really is, Evan. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing them make another run. They, they, I'm not just talking to me, talking. They really could make another run at this state title with as young as they are. You got those studs on the offensive line, defensive line. You got young running backs, obviously Fouch. uh, Speedy will be gone, which I don't understand why he's not signed to a a, a top program right now already, but they got a young team. They'll be back. It's going to be fun to watch them play. So again, kudos to those guys. You said uh, we're going to number three.
0: Yeah, let's go to number three. Yeah, let's go to number three. Uh, see, before we get into the top three, we got what about an hour left. We're gonna we're we gonna go over our top three, um, and then we're gonna talk about uh, the Blue Cross Bowl uh, itself, uh, at least the local games here, at least, and we'll talk a little bit about the other games as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, number three. Who we got on the list? B. Coleman. Brian. Mister Brian Coleman. Coleman. Brian Coleman. If you guys haven't heard that name, it's Brian Coleman of the Summit Spartans, literally, literally has taken that team from zeros to heroes. And I think you, you know, I think some of y'all may have seen that on the website. What what you mean by that? Zeros to heroes. You see, their first year didn't win, didn't win a single game. Zeros. Yep. D- double zeros across the board. All right. First year program. We understand, right? A lot of growing pains. Uh, you know, down here in Spring Hill, uh, they're the third school in the area, second school in the in the uh, in this southern part of the Williamson County area. Um, all the talent down here in Spring Hill went to Independence, as you guys know, with their big run that they had a few years ago. So, so, so Coach Coleman was 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 literally just over here, just kind of scratching his head with underclassmen uh, that he pulled from you know each school and. You know, waiting for this thing to grow down here, and now we're to the hero part of it. Uh, this past season, uh, finished up ten and three. So you go, you Impressive. go, you go from, in, in, yeah, in, in 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 six seasons, okay, you go from zero and zero. I mean, losing every game to being ten and three and being a top contender. In my mind for The state title. I told you this first when I saw them play uh, Independence this year. I said, "D.C., I, I think these guys can win state this year." And you know, I that, remember you know, that. that was a big. You remember that? But I think that was a big say for me, uh, considering the years past. You know, when you got you got you got you got teams like, um, of course, Beach coming through in that 5A. You got Page. Uh, you got yeah. You got Columbia Central in there in their in their uh, in their region. Uh, but, man, you know, one thing that we know about Coach Coleman is, is that he always has those guys ready to play. He's got the respect of these young men. I get to run into a lot of these young men around town. Uh, a few of them are friends friend, friend of the family, uh, and they love Coach Coleman. You know, and they say, uh, if you love him, if you love him, you play hard for him. If you hate him, you better not let him know that uh, you hate him because he's woe. and he will beat you down probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, man, Coach told me, yeah, yeah, um, they lost. Yeah, they lost what quarterfinal round this year to Beach, who ended up going to state. So you know, if they were contenders, uh, according to Intern Abbey, uh, some really had a chance to win that game. Uh, if uh-huh. not, if not for a few, a few quote unquote, we'll call them flawed, flawed calls uh, by the officials. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, she, you know, she feels that they really who, you know, should have, could have, you know, won that game. Um, so, you know, the great, great, great thing about some of the partners is that they're doing nothing but going up. Um, and then they're on an uptick. And honestly, man, I wouldn't be surprised with D.C. if we've seen them uh, in Cookville, if not next year, um, the year after. They got a lot of young kids on that team uh, who are leaders. Uh, you got Stephen Cash leading the way at quarterback, nothing but a sophomore, uh, you got George, because I'm George O, call him george oi can not say his last name. I call him George O, uh, uh, filling the shoes of Mr. Ty Carter at the running back duties. And they got a huge offensive line and defensive line coming through, coming back for the next few years. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see those guys play over the next few years and you know, seeing what Coach Coleman uh, can pull down here to Summit.
1: I'll tell you what, Evan, you know, the last few coaches that we have named, um, we've all said most of them, from 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 Coach Hester to Coach McNeil to Coach Watson, um, saying that they've got young teams, they've got uh, young quarterbacks, returning quarterbacks. And I tell you what, you know, I remember when we interviewed
0: Coach Coleman. Was that year his first year there?
1: Or his second year?
0: I believe it was. I believe, I believe it was his first or second year here. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I remember him just talking about building a program and making uh, boys to men um, in that interview and leading these young men. And he's done a really good job up there. And going back to my previous state- statement of young players, he's got a young quarterback out there, Evan. That Ethan Cash that you just you just said, you know he missed yeah. a few games this year. You know hurt his uh, hurt his leg. But that Ethan Cash, that kid there, he potentially he's gonna probably be on our list of Mr. Football pre preseason candidates to watch. Um, the kid the kid has an arm on him. He's young, and he's he's. I, I wouldn't be surprised this time next year, as you mentioned, talking about Summit. Um, potentially winning the state championship or coming very very close and or mr cash being a mr football semifinalist, if not finalist but uh, and that's all due to you know coach coleman and his development and what he's what he did and what he's been doing over the years down there at summit great 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 program great program there
0: yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm gonna go back into the archives and tweet out that uh, first interview that we did with uh, Coach Coleman uh, back in the day, back a few years ago uh, during his first few tenure here at Summit, uh, so you guys can see that. Um, I know that was early in our um, startup as well, so uh, a lot of you may not have seen that. Uh, but you know, DC, uh, before we get to number two, I was talking to I was talking to uh, Dr. Qualls, Dr. Jeremy Qualls over there. At a at a WCS Williamson County Sports Conference, um, and doing a little interview with him, and we got to talking about uh, Williamson County uh, getting snubbed this year in the state finals when they have had such a strong showing um, here in the past few years. But one of the things we talked about was Coach Coleman, uh, Coach Hester, uh, Coach Blade, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, and, and the coaches that he has in this county, and you know, he said, you know, he said that he feels confident that. Um, you know, the coaches that he has, um, Wilco as we call it, uh, that he you know, he you know, he he feels very confident about um Williamson County having a strong showing uh in the in, in the state tournaments, uh in the, with the next few years to come. So um uh, yeah man, I think it's gonna be a good things for especially Coach Hester, um uh, I and Coach Coleman, uh putting their name on the map. Uh coming up here in the next couple of years number two number two dc is this is uh this is uh our guy our guy a long time guy a long-term guy oh uh, yeah coach coach eddie woods that's my that's my dude
1: right there and again it's not just because of the relationship we've got with these guys he is leader of men leader of men and then it also helps out that you happen to make it to the uh, state championship as well too to be on this list, Coach uh, Coach Eddie Woods. Uh,
0: yeah, when I was when I was compiling when I was compiling the the votes and the input from our correspondence D.C. Uh, it was very it was very very close between our number two coach Eddie Woods and our number one coach uh, on the list this year. Uh, so I honestly think that they could be interchangeable, uh, but we put a coach Eddie Woods. At number two, uh, our number one coach. Uh, he's our first year. You know, he's our, his, his, his not first year, but his 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 first year really making a breakthrough. We we we've seen this coming for a while with Coach Woods, knowing that they were going to be contenders probably around, around right around this time, uh, including last year uh, with an unfortunate loss to uh, Independence for them, right at that, and you know not being able to make that final touchdown pass, but. Yeah, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to let people know that number one, I'm number one, and number two, coaches, very much so interchangeable uh, this year.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, um, we we could definitely switch two to one and one to two and go back and forth, but you know, let's just take it for what it is. Now we 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 picked uh, Coach Eddie Woods uh, representing, Cane Ridge High School, and I tell you what. Kane Ridge this season uh, went 13 and two. They were up there at the ship uh, two weeks ago, and unfortunately they, they didn't get the win, Evan. But I tell you what, I'm really impressed with Coach Woods from a standpoint of uh, again leader of young men, uh, mentor, coach, father figure, and a positive role model for these um, for these young men. Uh, and saying that, you know, we had to put him on number two on our list. You know we had an opportunity to uh, do spring practice last season on them and we and, and we saw back then um, how Coach Woods and his and his staff how they coach these young men up. You know, I think it starts first with Kane Ridge this past year, uh, defensively. Um, to me. Coach Wood has established Cane Ridge a lot like the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. And you may laugh and, <laughs> and, and, and so forth, but I tell you what Cane Ridge football is going to be a program where they can score offensively, obviously, but they lean on their defense and special teams. And, and that's all an attribute to coach Woods and what he's done. Um, and his sh- few short seasons of being the lead guy there. Um, but, yeah, we had to put him on the list. You know, they didn't get the win, unfortunately, uh, up there in Cookville uh, Friday night, Friday night, two Friday nights ago. But um had to put him on the list, did, did great things, got his guys to the uh, state championship. I believe, uh, like most of the other coaches we mentioned, Evan, he's got a young team coming back. He's got a, a really young team. He's going to lose a, little, a few guys. On his defense, um, they got a, a senior senior linebacker that um, that pop, that will be uh, leaving, won't be back next year. Um, they, they did some really good things defensively for them, but offensively, they'll be back. They'll be back. They got a young team uh, that's going to compete, and Coach Woods, um, being the leader of young men, he's going to have those guys ready to play. You know, we had a, a great opportunity to talk with him. Uh, personally, before the game and after the game, and you know, he got these guys ready to play up there on the big stage uh, in Cookville, And uh, you learn from a situation from that. You you learn how to uh, handle adversity. You learn how to handle, you know, the travel up there and just being ready to play that game. But um, I tell you what, other than that game uh, two Fridays ago, Coach Woods. His Cane Ridge Ravens, they're they're legit. They're gonna be a team for years to come. As Long as Coach Woods is there, and his staff and his his assistant coaches are there, I truly believe Cane Ridge is gonna be one of Mill Tennessee's uh, staple teams for years to come. And and that's that that's a huge statement, Evan. When I say staple, if Coach Woods decides to stay there, um, five or ten years, I can see Cane Ridge being. Um, and eventually, like an Alcoa, which is huge to say that. I can see them potentially being a Maryville. They're, they're going to be a team that's going to be in that 6A contention year in and year out, based off of Coach Woods and his coaching style, um, his football knowledge, and him being a leader uh, of young men. And that's that's a huge statement.
0: Well, I tell you this, you know, you you know, you know, you mentioning them being. Uh, a program much like Alcoa or much like Maryville in the next few years. Um, I'm going to bring something up. You know, I was talking to, uh, who was I talking to? I can't, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody who's not um, as knowledgeable as in, in high school football as we are, but they are very aware of uh, the, you know, the Maryvilles and the Alcoas and the Brentwood Academies and the NBAs and the Insworths, And we were talking about the Blue Cross Bowl. And I was telling them about, um the uh sixteen state titles that um alcoa has won and that Maryville has now won and I was talking I think it was what thirteen, twelve or thirteen for Brentwood Academy now. Um oh, yes. they're yeah. saying wow and they're saying, wow that's phenomenal and then and then I told them, I said, you know, Cane Ridge I was like maybe up there in the next few years and he said he said, Why is that? So they're I said, reason being is because uh, the players in that Antioch area who normally end up playing for MBA or Brentwood Academy or Innsworth now yep. opt to play at Kane Ridge. Now we know all the talk that goes along with that. I'm gonna leave it right there. That's all I'm saying. No players that were normal. <laughs> no, you... Yeah, you know. You yeah, you're so you say, right. so, yeah, you're absolutely right. So yeah, absolutely
1: right. You establish
0: right. that winning, and you establish that winning tradition. You might keep a few of those players there in the A, in L.A. You know, if I told them, I say, hey, I mean, honestly, I like if uh, Antioch and or Cane Ridge had all their players stay locally, um, then you 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 you'd be looking at a dynasty, much like Alcor, much like Maryville. and I think Coach Woods is establishing that tradition out there, where I think that um, he will be there in a few years, much like uh, Let me ask you this Mm -hmm.
1: Let me ask you this where were we, because I remember us having that conversation and and you saying what you said about them being a potential powerhouse in Middle Tennessee and and it it was funny, it was due to that talent pool in that area unfortunately get pulled away to the NBA's, Brentwood Academies. Ends uh, worse in schools like that, but I really truly believe under his leadership, as long as Coach Woods is there, and he can, you know, put up a fence around the Antioch area. Yeah, Kane Ridge is going to be there for some years to come. They got the athletes. They got the athletes, and they're coming, and, and they're buying into what he's what into what he's preaching. Yeah, yeah, I can I c- people,
0: can see that. Yeah, yeah, people always ask. Yeah, people always ask. You know, how is it that Alcoa and Maryville are always are always in contention? And I say, you know, I tell them that very thing. And then you look at, and now and now you start to look at Greenback as well, who is just a few miles from those schools as well. I'm not sure if they're in Blount County with uh, Maryville and Alcoa, but but Maryville and Alcoa are literally a 15 minute a 15 minute drive from each other, depending on traffic. Yep. All that talent in that area. Uh, And they stay there and they stay right there and they play for one of those two schools because of the tradition. They know that they're more than likely in four years, they will have a state championship ring somehow, some way. So like, like Forrest Gump, that's all I got to say about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's doing, he's
0: doing doing some really good things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do we want to talk number one? Real quick, how much time we got left? We're gonna talk number one, then we're gonna get into some of these games. We got about forty minutes left. Uh, real quick, yeah, real quick. Let's talk about number one. We we've, we've talked about our number one coach for a long time, man. These uh, these these Cornerville Cornerville Bulldogs came came up on our map about midway through the season, and by way of accident, you know, honestly, we we were paying a lot of attention to uh, the Fayetteville Tigers uh, that just happened to be in that region down there with them. In, in in 1A, and, uh, you know, I got to noticing, uh, you know, I started researching some of these Cornersville Bulldogs and and, and just, you know, started researching uh, Coach Randolph and, and, you know, talking about his story a little bit. Finally got down there to see them play against Fayetteville. Uh, and, you know, the biggest you know biggest thing that I noticed was the huge following that the Cornersville Bulldogs bring with them. Uh, so that being said, you know our number one coaches, you guys have seen on the website. Uh, hey, Coach Rod Randolph, uh, tickets, corner Bulldogs, corner of the to the, Yeah, man, big, big stuff, big stuff from him and that staff down there and the whole community. Uh, I honestly think that if if, if if something happened to Coach Randolph, you know, say he hurt his big toe or something, and he couldn't coach a game. I think that someone from the community could step in and, and coach that team because I think they're all so in touch with each other that it's like it's like one big, it's like Dude, did you hear so I'm not sure were you up there yet, did you hear on the sidelines in the game just like the fans first of all, all the fans that they brought up there with them the, the cookwell was nuts. Right. But I mean, I mean I mean I mean I mean it's normal for you know, for parents and people in in the crowd to, you know, say something to the rest when they miss a call, right? But but to the level that they did I mean, and 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 and, and, and as knowledgeable as they were, it let me know that that's a big-time football community. I forget what the call was at the state title game, but it wasn't right, <laughs> and they and they always shouted out. I think I think simultaneously, like a cheerleading squad.
2: Hey, Raph!
0: Hey, you? you know, it, it really didn't me up. But that community <laughs> down there, man, is in touch with some football and some Cornersville Bulldogs, and uh, the man. Gerard Randolph is leading the way. Um, so aside, aside from his record this year and aside from him taking these guys uh, to Cookville, I think that that team down there, you know, you talk about community again, you know, you talk about kids wanting to stay and wanting to play um, for a coach, for a team and build a dynasty and build legacies. You know, I see that. Coach Randolph, I see the respect that he gets from his players and the community, and uh, you know, I, you know, some of our biggest following now is um, from all these of folks who have seen what we've done or what we put up on uh, the uh, you know the Bulldogs.
1: And I tell you what, you know, I remember uh, earlier in the regular season you went down there and you, know, you discussed how much uh, we were well uh, received uh, down there, and. The love they sent us was awesome, and you know, from from then on, I obviously started paying attention to the Cornersville Bulldogs and the the community there. And I tell you what, you know, like like Coach Randolph said after the game, you know, a lot of these young men uh, don't, won't, or wouldn't get the exposure that we provide, and you know, us giving them an outlet to be seen to be heard um, is really really cool and. You know, he said that his young men are all good good young men, great players. And um I tell you what, you know, for him to do what he did out there at Cornersville this year, you know, you gotta put him number one on the list. I mean, to to turn that team around and and, and to put them um into the playoffs into the state championship, you know, that was uh miraculous. And you know, you got you gotta give a shout out to those guys and that coaching staff there.
0: Yeah. So they had so 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 a couple of groundbreaking um, achievements for them this year. Of course, they won their uh, regional title. Uh, they had their first home playoff game, uh, which they of course they won. Uh, the first state title appearance, and uh, we were hoping for the first state title win. But you know, before you know, you know, one thing that I respect, you know, and I can tell that, you know. Uh, Coach, Coach Randolph is a very respectable man. Before before we even finish that article about who wants the silver ball, Coach Randolph took a picture of the of their silver trophy that they won for state runner up. Took a picture of it, tweeted it out. I gotta find this tweet again. If you guys are on Twitter right now, I'll go look for it. Uh, but 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 tweeted out that picture, talking about how proud of the young man in his community was for that state runner up trophy. And that, you know, that's something that I respect highly, um, you know, just watching the faces of young men when they have to go get that trophy, you know, you know, it can be, you know, you know, it's a little heartbreaking. You know, you just, you just lost the state title. You know, we get it. Um, but, yeah, know, one thing that us as adults and, and, and coaches as coaches know is that that is a huge achievement. You know, those silver balls are just as rare as the gold ones, if you think about it.
1: Absolutely. You know, this year we Absolutely.
0: had – yeah, we had what nine? We had nine state title games this year for the first time. So you have 18 teams playing. Nine of them get gold balls because they won. Nine of them get silver balls uh, because they lost. And I say that I say that abruptly like that because it's not because you lost. It's because you made it as far as you did because so no one else has a silver ball um, in the state at that moment in time. Uh, and you know, in the article that I wrote. Yeah, I mentioned that D.C. and I, you know, I think everyone else at this point, our 1997 Bears lost in the state finals game to uh, the Mumford, wherever they are, who cares, um, mm-hmm. lost to them <laughs> for a chance to play uh, Riverdale in the, state, in the state title game. And, you know, we, you know, you know, we, you know, we look back on it now, and we say, oh, man, we would have killed Riverdale. We were the only team to beat them in X amount of years and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, hey, who knows, we may have gotten there and got our butts beat and had a silver ball. But I, I, I glad, I'm glad we would take that silver ball over, um, you know, and I'm happy. You know, you know, looking back on our you know, we're happy for the stuff that we did, earning that we did get. You know, we're the first team in, in, in history to go to the Finals. And we got our plaques. We got a sweatshirt, a couple of T-shirts, whatever, say Stacey my Finals on it. But, so man, a gold ball sitting at Mount Julian High School right now would be great. So just watching the way that he responded um, to uh, the results of that game, the first class in my eyes. And uh yeah, we look forward to big things. Um from Coach Randolph. we you know you know, you, you mentioned
1: Evan, um all of these coaches that we decided to go with and pick for our top ten, all of them are are leaders. All of them are winners. All of them are 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 leaders of men. And as you mentioned, for him, Coach Randolph, you know, to accept and take that silver ball, you know, he's showing his young men, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Here's an opportunity to learn from this loss, and let's get back in to where we need to get to next year. You know, I think back to was it the Ensworth guys a few years back that won the silver ball and. They used as a door prop, or they were just upset or disappointed about it. Was that word?
0: I was not to mention any names because uh, that was a bad leadership decision. I don't think it falls anything on the guys, but uh, from what we heard, yeah, um, okay. yeah, that you know that okay. I mean, that's, yeah.
1: And and, and, and in saying that again, Coach Randolph accepted it. You know, he he led his young man, showed him what. Hard work will earn you. And as the article said, you know, I would love to have a have a silver ball. I would love to go back to Mount Juliet, uh, you know, 20, 20 plus years and look in the look in the look in the trophy case and say, Hey, I was a part of that team. We didn't get it done uh, that particular year, but I tell you what, we went back the next year and got it, or we 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 took a deep run the following year. But to have your trophy yeah. up in the in the trophy case, I mean, that's huge. That That's something yeah. that no one can take away
0: from you. Yeah, you see how stupid we act about our little plaque hanging up in the locker room. <laughs> Imagine Absolutely. if we had a silver box. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we walk in there, like, hey, y'all see that plaque? They're like, what plaque? The one that collection dust? Yeah, that one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, man, but. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's our top ten right there. Top ten 2017. We're gonna do this every year. Uh, top ten coaches uh, in the magazine coming out here shortly. Uh, we got a couple of more honors that we're gonna uh, put out there. I'm um, probably gonna release the magazine digitally um, tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet out the link for that. You guys will be able to flip book through it, look at all the pages, well, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, we're gonna have our freshman of the year in there. Uh, we'll reveal that then uh, via Twitter. so You guys stay, stay, stay posted. Um, what, what else do we got coming up? I know, I know we're about to talk about these games. What else do we got coming up here in the new, uh, near future, DC?
1: Oh goodness! Well, obviously you got the big one, which is uh, uh, Christmas. Which you know, throughout there, listen. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas uh, from us. Um, you guys got your tree up over there at the, at the house, Evans.
0: Man, we had our tree up uh, before Thanksgiving this year.
1: Oh, impressive. The
0: daughter. Yeah, the daughter. The daughter wouldn't have it. She said, daddy. It's time to get the tree up. I'm tired of every year. It's it been the week before Christmas, and we ain't got the tree up. So she said, get the tree up. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a little lady, a little lady slash little teenager in training, and she's got it down packed. So I got the tree up. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to put ours up this evening after the podcast. We're gonna plan on putting ours up and cook a little late dinner. But uh, what else we got coming yeah. up? So we got the holidays coming up with Christmas. Um, holidays. We got We got this
0: early football. Yeah, we got Yeah, this early signing day coming up. Who I don't know what to think of. Um, I know. I know. I know. I've reached out to a few of our uh, recruiters and, and, and guys in the. Recruiting and training businesses. So, hey, uh, if I got any early signings coming up, let us know. Uh, but I, I don't know what to think of this. This is new for everybody, so we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah, and then
1: uh, we got obviously some uh, the, the training camps, seven on seven tryouts coming up in the next few weeks. Looking forward to being a part of that and reporting on some of the some of these young men starting to make a name for themselves going into 2018.
0: Yep, No. Uh, who's got, uh, riley has got his coming up, Elite 3. You guys got this coming up, yeah. right? Uh, I believe is uh, Okay, and then a few more, I guess. But, yeah, well, I'll keep you all posted on all the camps and all the training uh, dates and so on and so forth. Uh, we're going to be reaching out to some of you guys um, here soon to start making our selections for our um, spring practice victims. I mean, spring practice uh Follow <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're gonna pick uh I guess I guess we'll do three teams this year, another three teams to follow uh, to follow around during spring practice. Um speaking of which, speaking of following around, if you got if you guys missed it, if you guys didn't see it, um check out um Mike Up, the miked Up session that we did with coach um Eddie Woods in Kane Ridge just before the uh state title game. Um, and that, you know, that little five minutes uh, of mic up that we put out um, on Coach Wood, that's uh, nothing compared to what goes on behind the scenes before our state title game. Uh, we just, you know, we just had to edit it down to make it watchable. Uh, but, it, you know, it's very, it's, it's very, it's, it's very uh, insightful and very knowledgeable to watch uh, the coaches interact with their team and their fellow coaches and the referees and the uh, opposing coaches and, and the media personnel and so on and so forth. Uh, y'all check that out if you hadn't seen it. Uh, so that being said, yeah, we're gonna start selecting our spring practice teams uh, and start 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 putting some dates down for some of these camps that we're gonna go visit um, and checking out some of these guys during the quote unquote off season. Uh, there is no off season anymore. If so hey, this is uh, this football is a, football now is a is a twenty four.
1: 24-7, 365,
0: Evan, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking
1: forward to it, especially with us having this podcast now. You know, we can still, you know, over the years, you know, we've, we've, we've had, obviously, the web page and Twitter, pictures, all that good mm-hmm. stuff, but now we can actually talk this off season just about different things going on. Now, obviously, we probably won't be on here um, every Sunday, but, you know, we're going to definitely right. make sure that everyone's aware um, when we're logging in and doing our podcast, you know, we're definitely going to keep in touch with everyone, um, over quote unquote, the down month or the early month yeah. of 2018. So
0: looking forward to that. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll do some, uh, live remotes from some of these camps, uh, maybe some, some of these seven hundred seven tournaments and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, maybe a couple of signings and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe at least, you know, at least, at least once a month, months, uh, keep you guys up to date. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll keep it moving for everybody. Um but yeah, we got about uh, how much time we got left, We got about uh, we got about thirty minutes left. Uh, let's jump into some of these games real quick. And uh let's let's pick out let's pick out a course of ones uh from the mid state. Um didn't have a huge mid state representation this year. Um you know, like we say, you lose some, you win some, you win some, you lose some. Uh unfortunately I missed eight teams, uh except for the ones that were playing each other. Of course, it did they didn't fare too well this year. Uh but again, you know, that's why you play the game. Uh this was Knoxville's year. Um East Tennessee's year. <laughs> uh you had you, you had you had Knoxville. <laughs> you had, you had Knoxville East uh, Knoxville East, Knoxville Catholic, Golly. Uh winning big over Beach. Uh congratulations Beach Boys for making it that far. Uh, Mr. Dunlap out there, but man, uh, <laughs> D.C. and I, I'll DC tell you and what, I'll Evan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, you so, know, it's funny. You mentioned uh, the representation up there this uh, two weekends ago. I'll tell you what, we represented good. You know, out of the nine games, Evan, six of those games had a Middle Tennessee school in there. Now the representation of those. Uh, of those nine games wasn't too good for us. Unfortunately, with Cornersville getting beat, Beach getting beat, Springfield getting beat, and Cane Ridge uh, getting beat. But you know, hey, we left that weekend two and four with you know the two wins being uh, Friendship and uh, Brentwood Academy. But those other four I men, we represented pretty well up there. We just didn't uh, didn't get any wins, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what <clears throat> that uh that. Let me talk real quick about that five A game. Uh, you know, Beach is a very dynamic team, uh, very fast, very speedy. Mr. Dunlap out there. Uh, you know, I mean, they had a great season, undefeated up to that point, right? The man, yeah. I tell you what, when 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 Knoxville Catholic came walking out onto the field, if that hasn't seen them, there, you, know, they uh, you know, they they got colors of Baylor. They kind of look like Baylor. I, I thought it was Baylor walking out there. Those boys are huge. I mean, oh, everybody. Cade, Cade Mays, of course, is the biggest man out there, but everybody else looked like uh, his little brother. Just standing right. I mean, just he he was huge. Uh, a couple other young men on the on on, on that Knox Catholic line were huge. The uh, running back for Knox Catholic, uh, Josh Brown, number thirty-one. Just, just, I mean, they just simply outsized them. Uh, Which, you know, they did. It was,
1: it was, they did. I mean, they, you know, Knox Catholic came out and and unfortunately punched uh, Beach in the mouth in that first, that first quarter. And they came out, put up 10 points, held Beach to nothing. And then, you know, you mess around and, and score another 14 points in the second quarter. By this time, you know, you're, you're, you're up 24, 14. And, and, and Knoxville Catholic, they just outmanned them. They were just a bigger, more dominant team. Um, I feel like Beach was uh, well-coached. I just feel like Knox Catholic is just a bigger, dominant team. They were just the better team. And and as we mentioned, it was just an East Tennessee Day uh, two weekends ago. I mean, this and shout out to, to Beach. I mean, those guys had a – a great season. They finished the year at fourteen and one. But Knoxville Catholic, this was just their year. I mean, they got you know that 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 Cade Mays, that young man. It was actually fun to see and watch him play. He's a big boy, very charismatic too. I, I love his personality. Yeah. Um, but he's the he and the rest of them Knoxville Catholic. They were just a bigger and they were just a better team. You know, period. And there's was no if and buts about it. I mean, Beach had a few opportunities. Um, here and there, but just you know, you you can't have turnovers, you can't have mistakes, and at the end of the day, Knoxville so Catholic just playing was the better team.
0: Yeah, Cade, yeah, yeah, Kate Mays even came on the interview and said, you know, we've lost three games this season, but those three games that we lost just more or less put a chip on our shoulder and prepared us uh, to make a run through the playoffs, and I believe them, you know, and and you know, we had a few people uh, reaching out to us asking us, hey, you know, what's Cade Mays, like you know, is he really as good as they say? He is? and we're like, well, yeah, but it's kind of hard to tell because he just he just outside he just outsized everybody. He's he's just so much bigger than everybody. It's like, hey, okay, it's gonna be interesting to see how he performs at the next level and how uh, you know he's a, you know one, you know once he gets tested, you know. But right now, he's just so much bigger than everybody. It's just it's just so hard to tell. I tell you what,
1: you know, he's he's a big kid. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him um, at the next level. Um, you know, as I mentioned, he's 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 a big kid. I mean, he's he's almost a man amongst boys um, out there in Knoxville, and um, and not taking anything away from him because the kid's a baller. He is. I'm looking forward to just kind of seeing his his development at the next level, whether it be uh, in the SEC or from what we're hearing. Here recently the ACC, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I mean, kudos Knoxville Catholic. They're they're a really good team.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, DC. I only talk. I want to talk real quick. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, we don't want to talk too much about Union City and Tyner. You know, congratulations to Union City. But one interesting thing I want to point out about that game, uh, of course, Union City uh, were the ones who put out uh, Columbia Academy. Uh, Union City, Union City won. The two-way state championship, okay, and didn't throw a single daggone pass. You believe that?
1: Unbelievable, right?
0: (laughs) Nuts, right? Yo, and and then you know, of course, you know, of course, of course. With that being said, uh, your MVP of the game uh, was Mr. Trey Jones, uh, the Union one of the Union City running backs. Uh, Huge, huge kid. I want to say he put up close to 200 yards, maybe 188 yards. Uh, but, you know, of course, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to play like we sit there and watch the whole game, you know, with the Chattanooga team and a uh, far west, far, far, far west team. Uh, Union City, you know, we watched a little bit of it. Uh, came down to the wire, what, double overtime? Yeah, It was double overtime in the game. Uh, yep. And Union City, Union City didn't throw a single pass. That is nuts. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that game. I, I I just wanted to point that out. Congratulations Union City. and a, uh, I followed out there. I know we got a few followers uh from Union City. Uh so congrats to you guys. Uh I'm glad you guys because you that was a long that's a long drive back out there. The to, to <laughs> top <of> yeah. You. <laughs> you got you gotta you gotta to to Google where Union City is. It's, 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 go 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 far west until you hit the Mississippi and then go north and you you up there in the far left hand corner. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he Shout out to talk about those can. guys. Shout out to those guys.
1: Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about um, Alcoa and Covington real quick. You know that game was played uh, on Thursday, which yet again was a was a bit different and some getting used to, uh, but uh, Alcoa, yeah, Alcoa and Covington end up being a end up being a pretty, pretty decent game, Evan. You know, I obviously Alcoa is coached by the legendary coach, uh, Gary Rankin. Um, you know, he's been yep. doing uh, great, great things ever since he left Riverdale. And for our listeners out there, he was at Riverdale, brought a few titles there, um, and then, you know, has gone out to Alcoa and is now bringing them a few titles as well out there representing uh, – that 3A class But um, Alcoa had a number good 16. win 31 to Number uh, yes, yeah, Number 16 um, Alcoa got a good win 31 to 20 uh, Over Covington um, uh, Alcoa just seemed to be The better team that day You know uh, You know they, they were quick Both you know, Both teams in the first quarter get uh, Evan if you remember she Got on the board I mean It was It was 7-7 At the end of the first quarter And then It just seems yeah. like uh, Covington had a few turnovers, a few mishaps, um, and Alcoa capitalized off of that by scoring, you know, ten more points in the second quarter, and then fourteen in the fourth while being held to none in the third, and just they won that game, thirty-one to twenty. But uh, hey, shout out to Alcoa, shout out to, to Covington for getting, there, for getting there. But Alcoa got that win and uh, finished the season thirteen and two with another. Uh, state title, and there. we posted a few pictures of Coach Rankin on Instagram, which if you're not following us, follow us uh, on Instagram. But uh, back to back to back, three trophies, and obviously you know that program's got more, and he's got more, but you know they did a I did a three a peat which is which is really really a big deal out there in Al- 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 Alcoa.
0: and three out of the last, what is it uh, five? before the last five. They won the year before so I, I can't I gotta look it up again. But I tell you what, man, I was really I was really interested in seeing I was really hoping for a Pearl Cone Alcore matchup. Um, man, it just didn't happen this year though. Uh, I really I, I was really, really hoping for that. You know, Pearl Cone was favorite out of the mid state uh for three A. Um it just didn't happen though. Uh, Covington ended up pulling out the win uh over them semifinals. Uh, but really wanted to see coach Brunetti and, and Jay Parker out there and all those boys out there take on Alcoa. Um, just I think you know, I got a feeling in the, over the next uh few years that that's gonna be a, a stable matchup, Pearl Cone Alcoa, um as as Pearl Cone saving three A and they both stay in three A. Much like uh C T A and Alcoa were uh, over a few years, you know. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
1: who uh who else we wanna talk about uh talk about next you wanna do uh, you wanna briefly talk about that green green back in cornersville game real quick
0: yeah, 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 you know um I'll tell you what man the cool thing about that game was of course, like I said earlier, was the amount of people cornersville you guys unofficially but officially in my book had the most fans out there. Um, you know, we stayed, we watched every game and we saw every fan base come in. You guys definitely came in uh the deepest. So that's the first thing I wanna say about the game. The only thing I wanna say about the game was, was was the way it started, right? Um before I get started, first of all, congratulations to uh Cornersville Bulldogs. You guys made the cover of our December edition. Uh that that, that, that home that, that opening page shot as you guys walking uh, walking out the tunnel. Uh, from the backside, um, I got you guys in there uh, on, on the cover. Um, but that game started out, man, you know, you know Coinsville came out aggressive, all right? Uh, so they won the toss, right? They won the toss. They defer to the second half. They come out and onside kick the ball, DC, and recover it. Oh. <laughs> and then score on their first possession. I'm thinking, wow, Greenback's about to lose their uh, third in a row, right? Uh Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, you know, you know, of course, you know, of course we got to know the Greenback kids a little bit after the game. You know, and they're you know, they're a great bunch of kids too. Uh, they're young as well. Um, you know, it was just their year. You know, they had been there the two years prior. They they had the in the, the game experience of not panicking. Uh right. and they very much so came out ready to battle. They ended up scoring on their next two possessions. Uh, what was it, running backs out there? Uh, young man names, the young man saying that we added
1: at uh, at Greenback.
0: At Greenback, yeah. Um, yeah, Breeden, Bryce Bryce
1: Hanley. you him, had, yeah, you had man, the quarter, you had the quarterback Bryce Hanley who was the quarterback. We had an opportunity to interview, and then we talked to yeah. um, um, which is the quarterback, and we also talked to uh, Gilbert as well too, who was the running back and receiver as well. Green,
0: Brandon Green uh, Brandon.
1: Yeah, I believe that was it. Yeah, yeah. Braden Gilbert.
0: But uh yeah, great yeah, great group group of kids out there at Greenback, who well, by the way is orange, threw me off. Uh I think greenback's gonna be green like the greens though, you know, anyway. Uh but yeah, great <laughs> yeah, great bunch of kids them. <laughs> Congrats to them. Uh third time in a row in that game. Uh they lost to Dresden last year and the National Christian the year before that. Uh so so they were ready for a win. Uh, you know they had that bulletin board material up in their locker room for two years in a row, so so they're ready for a win. Hopefully, hopefully Cornersville does the same thing, uses that bulletin board material to get back uh, to that position next year and uh, get them one uh, for their uh, for their trophy case back there in Cornersville. And
1: that, that game, that's what that game really was. What to me, had Greenback had been there. Uh, two years previously, they, they wanted this win more than Cornersville did. Not taking anything away from Cornersville, but you could definitely see uh, the experience we have been here before opposed to the first time on the big stage. Because, you know, as you mentioned, Cornersville, uh, to go into the second quarter, Evan, the game was tied up. It was 14-14 in the first quarter. You know, we, at that time, we're thinking, okay, okay, Cornersville's going to run with these guys. Then, Cornedillo right. unfortunately got sh- shut out in the second and third quarter. While Greenback, you know, they they put up you know twenty eight points in the second and third quarter combined. You know, and that, right. that proved to end up being being the downfall in the game is Greenback. They had been there before. They knew what they had to do to continue to put up points and ultimately get that forty two to twenty one win. But hey. I'm looking forward to watching Greenback. You know, we had a good opportunity of talking to those young men after the game. In addition to, Cornersville, both of those schools, I could definitely see coming back uh, and making a good, deep run next year as well for so that uh, Class 1 I like championship.
0: It. I agree. I agree. I uh, agree. You know, we already talked about friendship, Christian, a little bit and those guys out there. Um, I, do, I do want to say double congratulations again uh, to Mr. Fouch out there. Uh, officially 296 yards on 25 carries Uh, and of course gives all that credit to his offensive line um, led by uh, Mr. Luke Smith and Mr. Ryan, Rhino Jackson Um, friendship definitely looked like a a, a dominant team out there who's going to be coming back uh, for years to come Um, 26 and 0 yeah 26 and 0 no pressure but get it done right (laughs) hey real quick
1: hey Rhino uh, you and Luke, uh, you guys, if y'all are listening, go ahead, go ahead and make up the hashtag #hashtag 26 six zero. Y'all don't start it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna start it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I think you know D.C. I told you, know, I put this in the article in the in the uh, magazine. I think a lot of people were expecting uh, Friendship Christian to play Davidson Academy in that game, but D.C.A. Congrats to you guys as well. D.C.A. stepped up. And uh they pulled out that underdog card and said, Okay, hey, you guys overlooking us. Uh here we come. Uh so congrats. Right. congrats to D C A as well. We had a mid state matchup, uh ended up being a really good game. Um, so congrats to both of those teams. Uh with twenty seventeen blue cross bowl appearances. Okay.
1: okay. If we if we can, let's uh Real quick, talk about the Saturday 3 o'clock game, uh, which was Notre Dame and Lausanne. Uh, i tell you what, that, that game uh, on paper, I thought it was going to be more than what it was. Um, but Lausanne, I mean, what do you say? 13 and 0. They had an undefeated season. Um, they they came out and exchanged scores in the first quarter. You know, at the end of the first quarter, it was 7 and 7. But then Lausanne just kind of. Took it from there, and uh, when they took it from there, game ended up being you know forty-one to thirteen. And I tell you what, that Los Angeles team, they got some big boys. They got some really big boys. You know, you look at uh, Mr. Football, the offensive MVP, uh, Eric Gray, and then uh, their defensive <laughs> defensive MVP for Los um uh, Cortez Love. And um, hey, Los Angeles is a team. You know, I, I we just. I remember watching that game in the media tent on TV and just saying, look how big and dominant they are. And uh, that's going to be a team that uh, I can see uh, we're going to probably keep seeing in Cookville uh, year in and year out uh, for the next few years. So, but shout out to the game. They, uh, they, they came, they came to play from uh, Chattanooga. Uh, Unfortunately didn't get the win, but Hey, uh, that silver ball to, to us, is just as good as that gold ball. So, you know they'll learn from their mistakes and come back and uh, uh, make a run at it next year again.
0: Yeah, yeah. You talk about uh, you talk about twenty six and zero real quick. Friendship. Uh, uh, look at Los Angeles. Uh, they they actually twenty seven and zero because they were um, in last year they were in D one and had to play that extra play So yeah, so I think they won fourteen in twenty sixteen and then they won thirteen this year. So. Twenty seven hours, twenty six hours, whatever you want to call it. It can be done. Right. Uh, so guys have done it. Right. Uh, independence, uh up uh, said independent city. Um uh, Academy either way, you guys get the big uh, the big picture. Um, um get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You wanna talk, to talk, about, we'll real talk real about real quick
1: let's let's talk about this Brimwood Academy and NBA game. Um we thought this was gonna yeah. be a a game where uh, NBA was going to avenge um, the regular season loss um, and not only the regular season uh, defeat but also uh, last year's state championship. You know, thought they were going to avenge that loss as well, but unfortunately it just didn't happen uh, this time around
0: mm-hmm. and the year before that.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and the year before that as well, too. But you know, again, that silver ball is nothing to be ashamed about. But you know, this particular Saturday, uh, Brentwood Academy—I mean, they just—they came out and dominated uh, NBA from uh, my personal opinion from beginning to end. You know, NBA—they um, came out, you know, uh, kind of flat. You know, I don't know if it was a mental thing, but you know, Brentwood Academy jumped on these boys fourteen to nothing in the first quarter, and then gone in the second quarter, Brent Academy, you know, threw up two more touchdowns while you know, NBA uh, just kind of got on the board. You know, they're going into halftime, Evan. You know, at the time, it was 28-7, and uh, I just felt like Brent Academy hit them boys in the mouth, and, and that, that was it. You know, just um, NBA just did not have the firepower uh, to
0: keep up with them, um, unfortunately. But I'll, I'll, I'll you what, tell you this, you know. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You know, I tell you. you know, I, I, I tell you this. I think. I think. I think honestly that NBA had the fire in their soul for this game and was ready for it. Um, I honestly yeah. think that Brentwood Academy just just has too many athletes. And the reason I say that is because I mean, you look at it. All right. So that game. So like you said, that game goes into the half twenty-eight uh, to seven. All right. Right. You know, I put this in the article in, in the magazine. You think about it. You come out. Uh, NBA came out firing. NBA came out scored on their first possession. Imagine yeah, did. Okay, they held the NBA defense held the Brentwood Academy office scoreless that whole second half. So, so yeah. they had the opportunity. They just couldn't they just couldn't quite put it together. You know, uh, you know, a couple of mistakes there. I think there was a false start and and, and a couple other um, penalties and whatnot. But this was a much better game than that than that game earlier in the season, and uh, you know it, it, it didn't come down to that last minute field goal like it has a couple times, or or that last minute possession. But uh, you know, it, you know, NBA definitely put up a better showing than that earlier season matchup uh, when they had so many guys out on the sidelines with injuries and so on and so forth. So, so in, so in my it was a better game in that aspect. Again, I think BA just you know just have just have too many athletes. Uh, you know, you look at people like Kevin Johnson going to Vanderbilt, uh Gavin Sean Wall going 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 right there with them. Uh in that oh, golly, that BA secondary. You see them guys? <laughs> yeah. I'll I tell you see what,
1: that. speaking of speaking of them, the sophomore from Brentwood Academy, his name is Devin Curtis. He's only a sophomore, okay? He won defensive MVP from Brimfield Academy. He's only a sophomore, big kid. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be one that um, we're definitely gonna to have to keep an eye on uh, throughout this offseason. Him, and then they've got um, offensive lineman, defensive lineman Thomas Gore, um, who's a junior right now. And he'll be a, a senior next year. Um, big Thomas Gore was uh, is another he's young man from Brimfield Academy.
0: I'm he sorry? was feeling it. was he number 55, big number 55? Yeah, he was feeling it, Yeah, right?
1: he, he, he was, was and, and he, he's, he, he's going to be a dominant player. I tell you what, these next few years for Brewery Academy, between this Devin Curtis young man uh, who's only a sophomore and then Thomas Gore on the offensive line, um, they're going to be a team to continue to keep watching and see how they develop this off season and just kind of see how they bring their game or elevate their game uh, next year um, for their senior and junior year but hey shout out to Brewing Academy you know congratulations to NBA I mean there's a lot of other schools and programs that would love to take your place and be have an opportunity to dance um, at the big dance
0: yep yeah, yep yeah, absolutely agree uh, we, got, we got about a few minutes left uh, let's talk the big game let's talk the big game of the year uh, that everyone was talking about and you know of course, of course it ended up being quote unquote a blowout uh unfortunately for kane Ridge, but there's a lot, there's a lot of positive things that came out of that game for cane Ridge uh we talked earlier earlier about the opportunity for cane Ridge to become um kane maryville and or an Alcoa in the sense of the leadership behind coach eddie woods uh the only, and i and in you, this, i told you i I think I mentioned this on the show or maybe I was talking to you personally before that game. Um, the biggest thing about Maryville that I saw was was not anything extraordinary as far as their size or their speed or anything like that, but is that they made no mistakes. You're talking about yeah. no turnovers, no uh, penalties. Um, yeah. I, I know there was no turnovers. I got to look at that penalty set. Compared to Cain Ridge turning the ball, ball over, I want to say, three, four, or five times that 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 I think was the biggest difference in that game. And when things like that happen, you got the experience of Mary Real who's gonna look up and say, Okay, we're about to really, you know, dig this in real quick. And Kane Rich, who hadn't been there before, and it gets him down a little bit. You know, you turn the ball over, you're like, oh man, that's the end of the world and then it just and then it just you know collapses from there. So I think that's the biggest thing that I noticed about that game. I think with the experience that they have now that the players, the young players on the Cambridge team and Coach Woods having the experience and his staff having the experience now, I think they're going to be dangerous next year. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know, that game, Evan, was a bit of a blowout, you know, 42-7. to 7, You know, Cambridge didn't get a chance to even put their first touchdown on the board until pretty much garbage time fourth quarter. But um, you have to give a shout-out to Maryville. To I mean, that, you're exactly right. No turnovers, you know, um, mistake-free football. And, you know, you got to have that. When you're that deep into the playoffs, um, that's why Maribel is who they are. You know, over the years we've watched them, you don't see too many mistakes from Maribel, turnovers, or uh, penalties or anything like that that help attribute to that win. And uh, i tell you what, uh, UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, they got a stud coming in uh, the offensive MVP in Dylan Hopkins. Uh, looking forward to continue to watch his career and his development over the years as well too, but uh, you know they, uh, Marvels put together again another
0: another great season. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I'll tell you what, man. Let's 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 uh, start to wrap it up. We got about a minute left. Uh, any games that we didn't talk about, you guys can catch in the magazine, which will be released tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk about all the games in detail there, uh, and then of course you guys stay tuned uh, for um, uh, for of course uh, anything that we're doing with. Uh, any of our uh, correspondents and any of our partners out there as far as our uh, 7-on-7 tournaments go and the camps and things of that sort. Uh, DC, what you got?
1: Hey, i tell you what. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, I'm not quite sure when we'll be back on the air again. Hopefully, we'll get back on the air again before the new year. It's pretty safe to say we probably will. But um, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Be safe. Uh take care of your loved ones your family members nashville again let's stop this violence we got we have got to do this now.